This is Andrea Kolsky, and you're listening to Justice is Blonde on Lone Star Community Radio. And you can subscribe to the Justice is Blonde YouTube channel and hear past episodes and discourse. But today we're super excited to be joined by Jody Chikowski, City Council candidate running for position five. Jody, we're super happy to have you here today. How are you doing? I'm good, Andrea. Thank you for having me. Um, so first of all, obviously, based on your amazing name, we can get a sense that you're Polish. And besides blondes, our second favorite thing on the show are Polish people. So we're really happy to have you here as a, a fellow Polak. Yachkemash. <laughs> so let's talk about, first of all, you happen to be married to um, one of the most fabulous uh, other Polish folks, criminal defense attorneys in town, of the non-blonde variety, Nicole Chikowski. What's that like, being married to a criminal defense attorney? Is there fights at home? Fights. How does it go? No, we have a... We have a normal marriage, no <laughs> fights. Actually, we had a big fight last night, and I, I needed to do a little making up to her because it, it's tax time. Oh, okay, yes, and we know how that goes. the taxes, and, and we usually fight once a year, and it comes tax time, but uh, it, is, it all works out. you got to forgive each other and uh, say a little prayer at the end of the night, and it's all golden the next day. And stay Polish and stay fabulous in the meantime, no doubt, right? Absolutely. Well, Absolutely. What, I, what I will tell you, this is interesting, and I'm going to ask you this question. Um I was recently interviewed on another related topic, and somebody said to me, what's the hardest part about being a, a criminal defense attorney? What's the hardest part for you? And and I thought about it for a second, and maybe I should have thought about it for more than a second, but but I res responded was the hardest part about being a lawyer is the non-lawyer part of being a lawyer. It's just the day-to-day -day grind of running a business and and dealing with the tax issues. I mean, is that—what do you think from— from being married to a criminal defense attorney, do you think that that's probably the hardest part for your lovely, adorable wife? Well, you guys sometimes uh, can't catch most of the negative aspects of society, and, and uh, uh, you can't help when you run your own business. You're definitely going to bring it home with you. But at the same time, uh, a lot of these people that have uh, made a minor and major criminal uh, offensive uh, they're looking at, at turning points in their life. So so you guys are, are ministers and directors and, and definitely can change lives. And and uh, definitely I'm honored to, to work with the two uh, top female attorneys in Montgomery County and, and definitely the two best looking female attorneys in Montgomery County. And, and most Polish by last name, for sure. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you very much for saying that. But, you know, it is it is true, like, um, you know, I know your wife does take some of this home and, and you know, we do have sort of a we got to save people mentality. And some of that that comes home where you're like, hey, Jody, um, what can we do to help this person? And you certainly as somebody that's running for, for city council and somebody that's that's very um, involved in the local community, you might have some suggestions that somebody else that that didn't care as much about people and their hearts may not come up with. I mean, you, you you're in it, right? We're 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 all looking for love in the right places, and and uh, most of your clients and my wife's clients, uh, usually you know there's been a problem at home or a lack of structure or uh, a breakdown of the family structure and, and a lack of a father figure at home. And and uh, I think if you look at talk to the uh, uh, Texas penal system and, and look at the prisons in Huntsville, Texas, uh, I think last time I checked it was like 91 percent of the uh, criminals in uh, the institutional. Uh, prison there are uh, from broken homes and, and lack father figures around the home. So 
big problem in our country. So, and you, you can speak also as a father because you have three kids. All, they're all crushing life, right? They're, yeah. all, they're already taking over the world I'm, and, I'm, and their small legal communities of, of their school rooms, right? I'm, I'm extremely blessed. And I think <laughs> I'm going to have at least uh, one lawyer and, and hopefully uh, uh, one pastor, one priest out of the mix there. And then the third one's going to do what? We're going to pray for her. We're just going to pray for her. Okay. So, um, so let's talk about uh, your bid for city council position number five. Were the first four taken? Is that why you decided to go with five? There's there's two open seats, uh, uh, two gentlemen that have done an amazing job here in town, uh, uh, Guy Martin and, and Gil Snyder, uh, are both term limited, and uh, position four was open, and position five was open. So you went with high five. High five. High five, position five, right? High five, right? <laughs> so tell us about what um, you, what kind of brought you to city council. I know you're a great family man, great father, you know, very involved in our community. You're familiar that... Conroe is the, where is it in the top 10 cities growing? in Fastest the, growing city in the country. In the country, 50, folks that are listening. Come to Conroe. <laughs> Come to Conroe. This is where it's happening. This is where big things are happening. So um, so you want to be a part of that development, change, and uh, family sort of uh, structure of being in Conroe, right? Absolutely, absolutely. We've got a, a good foundation here in Conroe. All our city administration and staff, they're doing a wonderful job and and it's time to, to take you to the next level and, and uh, opportunities knocking at the door. The path of growth, uh, as you know, the Woodlands is full. Uh, party's over there and all the uh, opportunities. Do you mean the party's over, meaning there's no more room for growth? Yeah, no more room for growth. There, right. There's a couple tracks available and, and the majority of the land left in the Woodlands owned by Howard Hughes Corporation that is a developer. And they're going to go uh, vertical, vertical. You know, most of that will be high rise office, high rise condos and Conroe's pro-growth. We've got a, a major free ru freeway running through our city. Uh, Are you is, talking about IH-45? IH-45, which <laughs> is uh, wonderful for transportation 90% of the time. Yes, it's, and it's quite functional most of the time. And we've got a uh, airport here that uh, um, can basically handle any airplane that Hobby Airport can handle. We're we talking about 3083, that great, delightful airport off of 3083? We're talking about the wonderful North Houston Airport here in Conroe, Texas. So that certainly is my favorite airport because it's closest to my home. So in, in a perfect world, I would shuttle in and out of there on a regular basis. But I, I don't always have access to the private planes that are required to get in and out of that airport. Are you saying that your Learjet is out of gas? <laughs> I'm saying that um, it, I do not currently have access to the levels of flight uh, options I would prefer. Well, it, it's, it's a beautiful, <laughs> wonderful airport. No, Con Conroe, uh, airport transportation, I mean, we've got a beautiful lake that's very affordable. Uh, and if your uh, Lake Conroe happens to be a little too crowded for you, you could always bounce over to Lake Livingston or Lake Houston. Not to mention, you could be at the coast in an hour and a half. So, I mean, uh, if you look at the rest of our country right now, the opportunities are endless in Conroe, and I couldn't think of a, a greater place to be. Well, the nice thing about, about living and practicing in the Montgomery County area is uh, it's you're close to the main um, business center as far as Conroe for us is where we go to court, where the courthouse is located, where the jail is located, where the probation department is located. And and for us, it's it's a straight shot over from either if you live in Conroe, if you live in Montgomery or Willis, it's, it's a 20, 30 minute drive tops for just about anybody. And, and realistically, there's not a lot of traffic, which is nice kind of living in a big city that you don't have the the traffic that you experience in Houston or some of these other big cities where, where you have a lot of development. No, Con Conroe is a, a, an original town, you know, founded in the 
late 1800s, and, and uh, it, it's a quality community. Uh, my, my focus in, in uh, our community is, uh, number one, to attract businesses that will provide higher-income jobs uh, while protecting our citizens' quality of life. And uh, secondly, is to strategically prepare the city's infrastructure and mobility for the project, projected substantial growth of Conroe, as we as we mentioned. Number earlier. one in the Wall Street Journal. Number I one. think I've said this probably on five of my last ten episodes. Number one, Conroe. Not everybody gets the question right, but you got it. Best place to be in the world right now. <laughs> well, you- especially because I you get to be interviewing Jody Chikowsky. right now here at Lone Star Radio. It's the best place to be for me. Well, I'm I'm extremely extremely <laughs> honored to be here. Community, so, community through collaboration. And and isn't it true that that as far as somebody running for city council, you are in the younger um, kind of genre of folks that are running. You're young man. You look like you're 25. Well, thank you very um, much. But I know you're a little bit older. I'm but, 28. <laughs> but I'm is, 41. I'm, I'm joking. Isn't it true that you're in the younger kind of grouping of folks that are running for these positions? It's time. I mean. It, you and I. I you mean know, that in a great way. You got enthusiasm and youth and you passion. And I, you and I are both. Are, are we are we young or are we middle aged? I, I think we're kind of in the in the mix. Old right enough there. to. I like but, to say old <clears throat> enough to know better. Still too young to care. There you go. There you go. That's it's time fine. though. Our, you know our country. Uh, we need young leaders to step up. Uh, uh, our fathers and forefathers have done their job, and and it's time for us to get to work. And and uh, you know it takes a good mix. I mean you look at our city government and state government. Uh, it takes a, a, a wisdom and youth and and. Uh, uh, definitely need some synergy, and um, that's my background. I'm, I'm good at building collaboration and uh, making contacts and uh, promoting unity in our community and, and getting all the forces to work together as one. Well, I know folks that have listened to this um, show or this network in the past. I know you haven't done Justice is Blonde in the past, but you've worked with the community um, promoting Faith Fest and other operations and organizations that you're involved with. Am I right? Yeah, Faith Fest was a, a, a unity event, and, and uh, it's actually been going on for five years now. And uh, our major focus uh, through this nonprofit is to promote uh, several local nonprofits here in town that are that are really the the, the heroes, the angels, the uh, the saints of the world. And, and these guys, uh, they do all the work for a little bit of glory. Um, uh, to mention a couple in the past we've worked with is all the King's Horses out of uh, Montgomery, and, and they work with inner city youth and kids through horse training and horse therapy. And uh, locally right down the street is uh, the... Uh, is all the King's Men? All the uh, Compassion United, uh, Conroe House Pair, Luke Reedus, who, who is a little angel. And, and this guy has a program right now that's taking basically, you take 10 people off the streets and he'll turn five of them back into tax-paying working citizens with no government assistance. Well, that's really interesting that you're talking about that because there are a couple of kind of nationwide issues that are, are in the forefront. One of is, is kind of this concept of um, a community helping standard where every person who's a, a citizen can get a stipend from the government to, to promote, you know, for every person, here's a flat amount of money that we would like to give you. And I just, after the break, we'd like to talk to see how you feel about this sort of socialization where every citizen gets a flat amount, whether it's $500 or $800, regardless of whether you're working or not working, um, to kind of promote a non-welfare system in society. That's kind of on the forefront of, of um, our nation here recently. But we'll talk about that. And we also, I hope, can get your uh, input on the Second Amendment. You know, I wore uh, camouflage today because the Second Amendment is under siege. 
And we certainly want to find out what you think about the Second Amendment or just offer some dialogue about some of the the issues that our nation is facing dealing with the Second Amendment. You're listening to Justice is Blonde on Lone Star Community Radio, and we'll look forward to hearing back from you after the break. You won't believe it till you see. This is going to be a fun ride. Yeah, we're all about a good time. Yeah, we're all about a good life. Good energy, come follow me. Do you want to know what's going on in Conroe? Tune in to Keeping Up with Conroe. Keeping Up with Conroe will highlight upcoming events, and local businesses in the area. Keeping Up with Conroe will air the second Tuesday of every month at 11 a.m. and will be hosted by the Conroe CVB staff. Keeping Up with Conroe will highlight Conroe's amazing attractions for residents and visitors. So tune in to Keeping Up with Conroe and join the staff of the Conroe CVB every month on Lone Star Community Radio. For more information about Keeping Up with Conroe and the Conroe CVB, go to visitconroe.com. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. This is Andrea Kolsky, and you're listening to Justice is Blonde on Lone Star Community Radio. And if you're just joining us, we're joined by extra special guest Jody Chakowsky, who's running for Conroe City Council position number five. And we've already discussed it. It wasn't because the first four were taken, but it was because it was the most attractive bench to Jody Chakowsky. And Jody is highly qualified to be in this position. He's been a resident of Conroe for 14 years. And as he's waving the American flag, today I'm dressed in camouflage because before the break, we discussed that uh, the Second Amendment is under siege because we have a lot of uh, discourse and dialogue in our country about what are we going to do with the Second Amendment? Um, You know, enough of these mass shootings, spree shootings, uh, it's enough is enough. And and the voices have been loud in the past, but they seem to be getting louder and louder when you have your children go to school and when they're at school, you find themselves uh, in a situation where they don't come home because of some lunatic who got their hands on an assault rifle. Uh, so what do you think about that, Jody? How do you feel about uh, the Second Amendment? Do you think it's something that, you know, is is in crisis mode? As Texans, you know, as Texans, no one's going to easily depart with their right to bear arms. So I'm just going to throw that out there. Not a very popular position to take. Go don't ahead. Me- don't mess with our <laughs> Don't mess guns, with Texas. Don't mess with our beer and don't mess with our barbecue. Uh, you know, the barbecue is something that I haven't ever had anybody say, don't mess with our barbecue. No, <laughs> I, I, I definitely uh, uh, agree with our constitutional rights to bear arms. Uh, I own a couple guns. Do you own any assault rifles? I don't own any assault rifles. Okay. When you go hunting, do you take a Tech 9? Do you borrow them from your friends? I don't. I don't. You don't have I, a, you don't, don't need to spree shoot anything, right? I have right? guns and I take people <laughs> hunting. I, I don't hunt much anymore, but I do enjoy the outdoors. Well, that could be because you're too busy running for city council, am I right? You don't have time to go uh, hunting? Time is definitely part of the question. I like to dove hunt a little bit. That's fine. Okay. So as far as, you know, if we start eroding away at the Second Amendment, um, which I have here pulled up, you can start thinking about what you feel about that. But do you think that it is a Second Amendment issue where we've gotten 
um, to be too free with putting that in folks' hands? Or do you think it's a situation where... Um, I mean, I don't see anything wrong with reevaluating and, and seeing uh, if, if you could potentially make it more stringent on, on people out there that are looking to buy uh, guns or assault rifles. I think we should uh, basically reevaluate... Uh, everything daily. Uh, is, is that the underlying problem in, in our society? No, I don't, I don't think that's our problem. Well, let's talk about the Bill of Rights Second Amendment, a well-regulated militia being necessary for the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. December 15th, 1791. So this has been a, a very important part of our Constitution since that time frame. And um, so we do have a duty to be able to keep ourselves um, free from maybe the government. People feel a need, at least in Texas, you know, we got to secure their houses, secure their homes. Um, There's a flag in the courtroom that says, come and take it. You know, and I definitely think that has a lot to do with the gun owners' rights and mentalities. But at some point, do you think that you know, if we raise the age of, of gun owners' rights, that that might have a variable where, where things like that would happen in Parkland um, would not happen. You know, if we, we make it where you have to be 21 to buy a gun, or what do you think? I don't see any, any, any reason not to evaluate that situation in, in many others. I mean, I think you also got to look uh, not only with, with guns and assault rifles, uh, but uh, I think you got to look at, at some of the uh, medication. I mean, I think you look at a lot of these uh, shooters, uh, most of them are disturbed individuals. Uh, this last uh, young man that, that took 17 lives, uh, you know, he had lost his mother, no fa- father around, uh, you know, goes back to the, the breakdown of the family structure in our country. Uh, so, so definitely, I think you uh, evaluate the medical condition and, and uh, uh, just evaluate the, the family structure. We, we need to put everything on the table and, and uh, not look at and point at just one, one issue in gun control. So as far as... Um Right now, if you want to go out and buy a firearm and you have a mental illness and it's diagnosed, you know, we as lawyers have fought to keep uh, people's privacy under HIPAA and where you can't just go out and get somebody's psychological records or they're not readily available to the Internet or or Academy if you're buying your assault rifle at Academy. Um, But nonetheless, it's, you know, in in Texas, we're 47th in the nation in dealing with mental health issues. I don't know if you remember the Andrea Yates case where this young lady. We're 47th out of 50? Out of 50. That's that's not good. It's, it's, it's not it's not a good not place good. to be. We we, to Texas, evaluate. we need to be at least one to number one to three at everything, mm-hmm. right? We're number one in size from the inside. Best economy, best looking women. I mean, I would say we should definitely be top five. Number, number one growing, <laughs> number one growing city in the country. There you go. So we should at least not be 47 when it comes to mental health issues. But, you know, we didn't have somebody that was mentally ill have this spree attack that happened in Florida. And I don't know where they come in in line with the mental health numbers. But I will just say that, um, you know, with schools, at least in regards to the last shooting, with schools, if you have a search at a school, the, the Fourth Amendment is softened because they weigh the privacy interest of the individual with the fact that it occurs at a school. So you could certainly say if you are a uh, if you're enrolled in a public school or private school and you have a psychological issue or you're expelled or you've made a threat or anything along those lines, 
um, your privacy is not something you have a right to. And you, you essentially have people at enrollment agree to these are the terms if you're going to public school, almost okay. like a concession. Um, that way, at least, you know, there's a crazy um, potentially, and I don't mean to say crazy in a lighthearted way, but there's a um, someone with some mental issues that, you know, you may want to keep an extra eye out for sure. if you're if your son or daughter is in a class with that person. Sure. So that certainly is a suggestion as far as softening, at least from a high school level, um, the uh, closeness of psychological records, maybe making them more readily available to members of the, of the administration, school, parents. You know, if, if somebody had made a threat involving a weapon at school, you would want to know who they are and that the threat was made, don't you think? We need, we need to work together, absolutely. We need to communicate. And from, from what I heard is, is the uh, FBI and the local law agencies there in Florida were contacted about this individual because he had an arsenal of weapons and he was making uh, threats. And, and that's, that's, a, that's a red flag where, where, where we come from here in Montgomery County. And, uh, you know, it seemed like the, uh, uh, there were other issues on, on the uh, FBI's mind at, at that time and, and uh, more concerned with the uh, President Trump talking to the Russians versus uh, right. Who's who's looking at whose emails and and you know what texts have been exposed rather than um, you know focusing on an issue that's a identified issue from an identified person. And as a mom and you as a dad, you know if you know that something went down at your school um, and you say, hey, a threat was made. There was somebody that brought a gun to school or somebody that made this threat. You as a parent want to know who that is. As a defense attorney. You want to protect those folks, but I'm just being, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm playing both sides. So I've had folks bring guns to school who get charged at school as juveniles. I've had folks make threats at school. And what I'll tell you is when the letter goes out to the parents, the, the individual who made the threat, who has the gun, is rarely identified by name. And that, I think, is a situation that could at least identify this, this person as potentially a concern Maybe don't sit next to them in class or maybe don't upset them or, you know, I mean, I'm not making light of the situation. I'm just more suggesting that there's other ways that we can identify people with potential mental illness if there's threats being made or or things along those lines. We need to work together. It's the United States of America. It's the, and, it's a com, and it's the community standard that you're talking about, you know, as far as running for council is, you know, we have a community. We need to protect the community. And as a defense attorney, you know, I want to protect each individual as a mom, I want to know who the kids are at school that are making threats so that we can be extra nice to them and make sure they're getting the resources they need. Absolutely. Give, give them a whole lot of love. Yeah. Just make sure they, they show up at your house for Sunday dinner or you take, you meet them at the barbecue. That's, that's what we have to do. I mean, we, we, the kids get a, uh, a bad rap these days and, and, and at the end of the day, they're, they're my kids, they're your kids. So if it's someone's fault, you know, these kids are a product of their environment. If it's someone's fault, it's, it's my fault. And, and that's what we have to do. Uh, you know, we might have one kid or two kids, but there's no reason we can't bring four or five kids home and, and show them love and, and show them respect. They're, 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 they're yearning for love. They're yearning for leadership and, and, uh, just a lot of that these days. So, uh, uh, a lot of that. Now, if the viewers are listening on the radio, I don't know what the chicken the chicken hand is. What does that mean? Well, a lot, a lot of people bump their gums these days <laughs> okay. and, and a lot of racket out there. And, and these kids, they grew up in a different world than you, you or I did. I mean, I, I listened to my parents. You, you, you didn't have all the social media. You didn't have all the TV. But these, these days, they are exposed. So 
I mean, I definitely think, and we've talked about this on other shows, is that we're in a different generation where where folks are more concerned about, you know, what's on Instagram or what's on social media, and they'll say or do things that they think will impress other people. Sure. Sometimes that's not really them or, or just maybe an effort to garner a reaction or to get good or bad attention. Sure. So, um, you know, certainly— They're looking for attention. You, you said it right there. You certainly got to keep your eyes open dealing with not just your youth, but, but America's youth. But what do you think about— um, you know, there is sort of a push and a dialogue about, you know, let's put armed guards outside every classroom. And, you know, if it costs um, if it costs the taxpayers more money and they don't want to pay for it, let's make the gun companies pay for it. What do you think about that possible issues? If you want to keep your guns and you want to not have any changes or infringement on guns rights, then you pay to have armed guards in our classrooms to protect our, our youth. Do you think that's a good possible issue? Um, Sounds, compromise or sounds, sounds like a military base sort of like a military yeah, you know the, the conversation at all costs uh, yesterday was uh, should we arm teachers right and uh i grew up with a lot of teachers that are male and female that are uh, very good with a weapon uh, right. a lot better than i am so i would say if uh, if a teacher is good with a weapon and, and they want to carry a weapon uh, god bless them i mean yeah, I mean, and I will say, I, I certainly, as a uh, citizen of America and Texas, have a right to bear arms. I will tell you that as a clumsy person, I, I choose not to generally carry a firearm because I'm a little bit on the clumsy side. And I, you know, certainly could see a scenario where I would accidentally blow your toe off, uh, shoot myself in the wrong place. And and as you know, your your wife and I are good friends. Um, as you know, I, I sometimes I misplace things. So that would certainly not be something that I would want to misplace. Sure. You know, and, and out of five teachers, there are a lot of teachers that are similar, but there are right. teachers that would like to have a gun. And, right. and uh, uh, why not? So it's kind of like if you think you're proficient at it and you're and you go to the range and, and you've taken the classes and you're aware, um, you know, let's let those folks arm themselves. But but then what happens if you have a child that gets out of hand and they, you know, attack the teacher and, and all of a sudden, you know, they disarm the teacher. What, what do you do in that situation if you're letting a, a non, just a regular person have a firearm at, at the school? Don't you think that provi I mean, provides more of a risk? Well, I, th I think what did uh, President Trump said, he would, he would just run in there and take control. You know, he, he no gun or without a gun. He, with about with a box of Tic Tacs, you just go in and take charge, and you just we, do whatever we, you can. We can talk all day, but yeah. you know, we'll, you'll react as a, as a, as a parent, uh, right, exactly. as an American citizen, and and uh, you never know till you're there. Well, we do need to take a break to hear from our our sponsors, but we appreciate having Jody Chikowski here today, talking to you about his his bid for city council position number five, and sharing his thoughts on on. The Second Amendment. You're listening to Justice is Blonde on Lone Star Community Radio. I never tried too hard. I'm so awesome, so effortlessly. Watch me take some notes because I'm confident and I get it. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available in Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. 
start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. This is Andrea Kolsky, and you're listening to Justice is Blonde on Lone Star Community Radio. And before the break and during this show, we've been talking to Jody Chikowski, who's running for city council for Conroe, our favorite little city here where Lone Star Community Radio is, position number five. And um, seems like a very young man, very qualified, very passionate, and we're really happy to have you here to share your vision for Conroe, your vision for community caretaking, um, ministering, providing your knowledge and, and history to help the folks of Conroe. Um, before the break, we were visiting a little bit about the Second Amendment um, and whether it should change, what some potential things, um, propositions that folks have made regarding change. But, you know, as Texans, I think that we're, we as a state will never get dug in on, um, on changes to the Second Amendment that impact or restrict gun owners' rights. Do you think that's fair to say? I think that's fair to say. If we, if the other forty-nine states go in different directions, I think Texas will be independent. Will be hanging on like we always have, and so we do have a lot of great things about living in Texas. We don't have to pay taxes, state taxes, uh, and we're one of the few states that that has that. We also, as Texans, have a right to a jury trial where the jury determines punishment, and we're only one of two states that also has that very special right. And you know. When we're talking about Texas and all the big and wonderful things that can happen here, you, um, we know you've lived here for 14 years. You have a wonderful, beautiful wife. You're a very active member of your church, which is, you know, less than a mile from here, Sacred Heart Catholic Church. And you are also um, just very passionate about this community, right? Yes, ma'am. You do, you do development of land here and you... Um, help kind of grow grow the community on your own. Am we, I right? Our, our day job is we own a commercial real estate investment firm, MHW Commercial Real Estate, and we broker, develop, uh, and invest in commercial real estate projects. And, and I tell people, we're in a relationship business. Uh, right. You don't invest a, a large, substantial amount of money with an individual until you trust that individual and you get to know that individual. And uh, through development uh, comes housing, comes stores, come rooftops. You know, this county is uh, roughly going to take on about another half a million people in the next 12 to 15 years is what the current census is Well, I'm saying. looking at 336 the other day. I'm driving down the road. I see they're bringing a new Kroger. They've got a Marshall's Home Goods. They've got a new shopping mall that they're putting up there. I know they're developing um, an area that used to be run by the Boy Scouts. It was a little Boy Scouts area. Am I right? Yeah. On 45 uh, South? Uh, Camp Strake is uh, uh, now uh, Grand Central Station. So, and it's going to be like Grand Central Station with the volume of businesses and homes and, and new folks that get to live there, too. Am I right? Yeah, uh, I think I um, um, met with the head of engineering for the city of Conroe yesterday, a gentleman named Mr. Tommy Woolley, who does a wonderful job. And, and I believe they said they're looking at about uh, 25 new plats uh, for commercial buildings or subdivisions uh, a month. And, and there's over 150 new developments in the works in, in the Conroe city limits. So what's uh, going to happen to the Boy Scouts, though? Where are they going to take their, their fund to? Oh, they, they, they moved. <laughs> they, they, they took their money, and they bought a track up uh, close to um, um, 
up north at the National Forest. They bought another track. They, so, they want to be more in a, right. They want to be more. Area. Yeah, so they want to be more. Great for them. They they don't want to be by development. They want to be away from the development. They, they did. Be, they did very well. They they yeah. sold that track before the oil field slowed down, so they sold it at a premium. And the development's beautiful. I mean, you're 2,500 acres there at the corner of 336 and 105 Main and Main of Montgomery County, and and out of that. Uh, only a little bit less than half of the track is developable. So all those beautiful lakes along the San Jacinto River, quality of life, nature preserves, uh, angels are there. We're stuck with them in a good way. Absolutely, absolutely. So let me ask you this. Now, as somebody that deals with real estate development, do you deal with imminent domain issues with the government force taking? Do you know about that? I know about it. I've never been involved in an imminent domain. So um, what's interesting about that is essentially where the government comes in and they um, decide, like like the signs in the courtroom, come and take it where they're going to come mm-hmm. and take your land. Um, and so it's nice to know that at least as far as here locally and as someone that's very involved in the business that you haven't had to deal with that issue um, with great regularity. But, you know, certainly if you have roads that are being developed, uh, fo- you know, the government can come in and say, you know what, we need this, your house where we want to put this road that's going to better the community and, the, and they'll pay you for the value of, of your home. Um, whether it's reasonable or not, that, you know, we do have that right where the government can come in and say, we need this more than you do, right? I mean, if you've got a project that is uh, to the betterment of society and it's going to help 99% of the citizens out there and, and there's one person and, and they don't want to go, uh, you know, it's it's worked for usually you're gonna, of years. Usually you're going to lose out in that, in well, that I've scenario. had clients involved in the imminent domain process and it's a negotiation. I've had a couple clients that came out uh, looking very well. They they got a premium for their property. And I've had other clients that said, hey, they got 50 cents on the dollar. So uh, Right. So it just depends if you wanted to go or what was going on with you at that time. It depends on also how good of a lawyer you have. That's true. So always best to hire a qualified lawyer in your field to help with you and, and whatever your area of need is. So find somebody that specializes in the government taking. Don't hire Nicole or myself who are the specialized in the criminal defense or, or family law aspects. Fair to say? So let's talk about, too, um, your history as a um, uh, as a politician. This is this is new for you. Now, we do know there's something going on right now in Houston that you are formally involved in, also very passionate about as a Texan. Um, It's the Houston Rodeo. You, you have some history and success as a bull rider. Am I correct? That was my first real job. Your first love and passion was riding bulls. So tell me, um, and you may, this is kind of putting you on the spot, but tell me how riding bulls can translate to running um, running as a politician, getting into politics. Well, I think the, the uh, rodeo circuit in the uh, political world and the business world are very similar. When I was in the rodeo circuit, I was a professional bull rider at 18 years old when the do you but, ever lose your teeth? Uh, I've got all my good teeth, <laughs> but I, I did lose a couple of brain cells and uh, <laughs> a little blood uh, and, and bone matter. But uh, in, in the rodeo world, uh, when I was uh, professionally touring, uh, you know, I always would say a little prayer before I got on the animal because these, these animals can kill you. You know, it's, right. it's the That's size right. of a car out there jumping around by your head. And and uh, I would ask the good Lord for for his guidance and and. Uh, you basically put it in his hands, and, and uh, if it's your time to go, it's your time to go. Because if you if you open the gate and, and you're scared, you're going to get hurt. And so you have right. to learn to block out your fears and move forward with the best interest uh, and uh, give it all up to God. And so that's the same way you're attacking your run for political office, am I correct? That's, that's the only Running way. forward, gate open, charge forward, 
leave it all up to God, but also obviously be honorable and, and willing to do whatever it takes. You, you, you nod your head and open the gate and everything <laughs> else will take care of itself. And don't be scared. <laughs> Right. Well, fear, fear is part of life, uh, okay. but but you can definitely learn to, to block fears out and and uh, move forward for sure. Now, um, as far as winning, this is you have one other opponent, right? Am I correct? Correct. Who's running against you? And then this is early voting that we're dealing with right now. Am I correct? Uh, early voting. We're, we're actually two races. The county race is going on right now, but okay. the city race uh, really doesn't get rolling until after the county race. Okay. Uh, so we're we're May fifth is election day for the city of Conroe election. Okay. And then early voting actually starts uh, April twenty third. Okay. So so if if people want to find out who you are as a candidate, they need to find out before April twenty third. They they need to find out today. Okay, and, they need to find out today. And, certainly, and, and they're more than welcome to to call me anytime uh, with with good constructive criticism on what we can do better in the city of Conroe. Uh, my cell phone is seven one three five six zero six zero six nine. That's seven one three five six zero sixty sixty nine. And they can also text you. I assume you have text capabilities as a young man living in this century. Am I correct? Uh, they can text <laughs> as well. But, but but I'd prefer to talk. Yeah, that's true. You're you're good with the with the talking. So you want to certainly persuade them if they're not already persuaded into your position. So April 23rd is early voting, and then May the say it again. Uh, May 5th is a general election. May 5th is a general election. So if somebody is not a registered voter, what do they do um, if they show up and they have a driver's license? Are they going to be able to vote? Do you know? Uh, they they have to get registered, but it's a simple card, easy process. Uh, they can call City Hall, and they'll take them straight through it. Very so simple. if they show up at the polls with a driver's license that reflects their address, can they register right there on the spot, or do they have to do it ahead of time? Do you know? I need to find out. I, I know they can do it a, ahead of time, but uh, I'll look into it. Certainly, because you're going to have people that may, you know, be new to the area because they're just moving to Conroe as it's the fastest-growing city in the country. And they, they may show up here and say, I live here now, and well, I really want to vote for Jody Joukowsky. Well, for, for the next couple months and, until the election, uh, they can call City Hall, uh, Conroe, Texas. Just okay. Google Conroe City Hall Conroe City and Hall. Uh, ask for uh, SOCO, which is the city secretary, Okay, and she'll make it very easy. Now, um, we do need to take a break to hear from our listeners, but when we come back, we'll find out if you have any events coming up where people can either get to know you, get to meet you, find out more about you as a candidate. Um, and what other things they can learn and be educated about what's going on at the Conroe City Council. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. This is Andrea Kolsky, and you're listening to Lone Star Community Radio. Uh, today, we're joined by very special guest, Jody Chikowski. We're also joined by new music put together by my lovely husband, who I guess thinks that this is a new dance track. Uh, intro track. I guess we're all about a good time and a good life. And that's why Jody is is running for city council is because he believes that as a citizen of, of Conroe, you can be about a good life and you 
can also have a good time while having a good life. You only live once. You only live once. So um, if you want to catch the, the rest of this episode, you should subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is Justice is Blonde. That way you can see some archives and and maybe hear when his lovely wife was on the show in the past. Um, and she also, uh, when given the opportunity of, of bull riders or team ropers, she did pick the bull rider option in the lightning round. Um, and before the break, we were talking about Jody's transition from 18-year-old reckless bull rider to uh, 41-year-old running for city council. Uh, you know, heart, passion hasn't changed from his his days when he rode the bulls, just riding them in a safer way, hopefully. Uh, right? There, there you go. <laughs> You're riding hey, the bull of the of the political circuit. Hey, this this is the, the, the biggest, best bull in the country right now being in Conroe, Texas. Conroe, Texas. You know, in, in the next two months, uh, um, I've been meeting with all the city officials and uh, upper administration and, and some of the staff there just trying to figure out what we can do better. Uh, there, we, we can always get better. You know, anything from our law firm to our church to our ministry, we can always make uh, positive contributions. And I'd love to get feedback from the community on on, on what are the issues. Annexation has been a big deal. There was a, uh, a uproar uh, a couple years ago with the annexation of, of April Sound. So that's definitely a hot topic and a hot subject. Uh, also uh, in the paper today, uh, there's some lobbying going for um, our neighbor south to drop the level of Lake Conroe three foot, which that, would, that's absolutely would definitely uh, uh, make a big difference here in Conroe and, and uh, uh, damage a lot of properties as uh, as far as I'm concerned. Well, uh, I think what's happening is there is a little bit of a, a discussion uh, that perhaps the, the height of the lake contributed to the mass flooding and, and the decisions to re- release the dam during the hurricane. Uh, well, not during the hurricane. Um, yeah, Hurricane Harvey. Hurricane Harvey. Yeah. I'm th- then I started thinking about the the other snow We've issues. We've had a couple. <laughs> We've had all the storms. storms. You get brainwashed by all of them. So um, there has been some discussion, and living in that lake community certainly would devalue the property out there by twenty percent if people who used to have boat slips don't have boat slips anymore. And some of the lake businesses that have restaurants that have the boat docks, people can't get to by water anymore. So certainly, I could see how um, if the lake levels were lowered, it could have an impact on our community. It would cost the property owners and taxpayers a, a lot of money, um, but there's no study to prove that that would help at this time. Uh, could, you know, could we be good neighbors? Uh, could next time there's a a, uh, a thousand year storm coming, you know, could we open up the dam and, and let out a little water so it doesn't right, harm little, our friends downstream? Absolutely, a little at a time rather absolutely, than wait, absolutely. Wait, wait. But you know, you got to understand, we've had what two, uh, excuse me, three five hundred year floods in the last three years, so. How's that work out? We've had three of them in the last. We, we've had some. We've had some bad storms. That's the best one. So, um, but as far as other things that that are kind of hot topics for the community, living and and or and working in downtown Conroe, obviously this studio has had quite a makeover. So that's great to see that happening. Just already here in our community, we have businesses that are themselves developing more, and and you have, uh, you know, the some restaurant development downtown Conroe, which brings people downtown Conroe and, and breweries and things like that. What? How do you feel about Southern Star Brewery? That's kind of a new Conroe brewery, right? It's my favorite, that blonde bombshell. <laughs> well, that's great. You're on Justice is Blonde. You picked the blonde right beer. There hey, there, there's, uh, you know, Con- Conroe's becoming a destination. Uh, as a, a potential council member, as a community leader, I look at uh, low-hanging fruit. You know, we're all looking for sales tax dollars to pay our police and firemen and, and city officials. And, and uh, you start looking around Lake Conroe. I mean, to, 
improve the property uh, to make the area around Lake Conroe from Papa's Ice House to uh, uh, Sam's Boat more walkable, more desirable to where you and your family could go out there and, and have dinner, have a drink, uh, get some live music and, and uh, not get run over on the highway. That, that's something I think we should definitely look into. Do you think there's any potential in the next five years or so for there being any sort of public transportation out in Conroe, Montgomery County area that would be viable, doable? Is that on anybody's radar? We, we have a public transportation. We have a bus that goes around Conroe now that they started a few years ago and it's it's needed. I mean, the, the millennials, the empty nesters, I mean, uh, you know, a lot of these kids these days, they, they don't get a driver's license until they're 21 years old. And, and we need to make Conroe and even downtown Conroe uh, where you can work, play uh, and, and live here as well. Uh, we, we need to make it walkable. So so the lake, downtown Conroe, I, I think there's tremendous opportunity. Uh, a lot of the local leaders here, um, here uh, in Conroe, uh, have already started with a, a master plan for redeveloping and, and making downtown Conroe walkable and livable. Yeah, I mean, and as far as, uh, you know, the lake I know is not all Conroe, some of it's Montgomery and and uh, other areas, but, you know, we do have the waterway in those areas that are really developed and they're great. I and mean, those are, there's just a small amount of water there. So some of these areas were that are close to the San Jacinto River or that could have nice little vacation spots would be nice places for people to take their kids parks you know destinations that they could they could have you might want to look and, and invest in downtown conroe uh, i saw plans the other day with the new uh, spirit of texas bank on 105 which has really changed the whole outlook of, of conroe from 105 with the the uh sculptures and the and there's a, a plan to make a uh, the little river behind that some similar to the riverwalk where you would have restaurants and townhomes available uh for local residents and and uh uh, outsiders to come visit as well. Uh, Conroe has done a good job uh, in, in the community, in development, in life. Uh, what you look for is is jobs. Uh, jobs create opportunities that uh, enhance. You get good schools and you get good property values. When your jobs go, your schools go and your property values go. And commercial real estate 101, when we see the schools going downhill and the job sources going downhill, uh, that's it's time to get out and, and exit that community and, and move on down the road. Conroe, the, the opportunities of growth, it's knocking on the door. It's time. Uh, we, as citizens of Conroe, have to take advantage of this growth and, and have good uh, uh, plans uh, for the, the infrastructure um, and so we can keep up with it and have good plan growth. And uh, they've also done a good job. They, they developed a, uh, a business park out in Conroe, Conroe Park North. We've got about 20 companies, top North American companies out there that are providing good jobs. That was a, a focus of the leaders of the past. And They've done a good job. It's been working on it for about 20 years now. Uh, and then they also have recently developed a, a Conroe Tech Park, which is about 250 acres, uh, tech-savvy, beautiful office park. And and that's uh, myself and, and other community leaders we, we've been working on trying to get a major uh, institutional Ivy League college to our technology park to focus on science and technology. Well, what I'd really like to see happen is I'd like to see, and I know there's a governmental push to kind of um, – make the internet an open access and resource that everybody has. It's universally available. You don't have to worry about, I don't know what the Wi-Fi code is here, or this is, is it capital or lowercase? And and so I do hope that there is a push um, as there is nationally to kind of make that a resource that's just, it's available. Just like when you go to the courthouse, there's lights on. And when you come to Dick's studio here at Lone Star Radio, you have lights and you have um, resources that are, that are 
publicly available where where you don't have them all privately owned. And I'd like to see that happen. I don't know if it'll happen in the next decade or what have you, but that's something that, that in my opinion, should happen. Um, we really appreciate you coming on here to share your vision. If you get elected, let's say you get election date, go time in May, if you get elected, what happens next? Do you immediately take office? Do you have to wait till January? What happens next? The the uh, election uh, May fifth. Uh, uh, please vote for Jody Chikowsky. Jody Chikowsky, uh, uh, Community Five. through coll- collaboration, and uh, uh, you'll see our shirts in town. And it says you you don't have to say or spell Chikowsky to vote Chikowsky. That you know what that is a smart slogan because I can say it, but it's always difficult for me to spell. I always want to add a W. C Z A J K O S K I. And his lovely wife Nicole is is the. Uh, brunette favorite defense attorney that is Polish in this community. So we really appreciate her passion and her hard work and her Tchaikovsky that she brings to Conroe. And we really hope that you get a chance to know Jody Tchaikovsky on or before May the 5th. His telephone number is again... 713-560-6069. And you can air your grievances about Conroe and what your hopes and, and what's on your vision board for Conroe if you talk to Jody. But you're listening to Justice is Blonde on Lone Star Community Radio. And in the meantime, you yourself can tell him how you feel about, as a citizen of Texas, gun control, what you think we can do to keep our schools safe, especially in Conroe, where we're developing, um, you know, and growing and want to keep the growth of our schools safe, where we have the right amount of teachers, the right amount of space and uh, the right amount of love to go around. A whole lot of love. A whole lot of love. Justice is Blonde. That's right, that's right, that's right, my generation. Yeah, all about a good time.